is Contrast Uncut, episode 21. Man, I got the legendary, the mega entrepreneur. I mean, if you look up Hustler, you'll see this man's name in that damn definition. I got Bobby D in the building from Bobby D Presents. What's happening? How you doing, my brother? Man, I can't complain. Can't complain at all. How, how's this Wednesday going for you? It's going good, bro. We, uh, we're in the middle of announcing some big festivals. We just announced one yesterday with Morrissey and Blondie and Devo. Almost every major 80s act you could think of. And then today we're going to announce Lovers and Friends with Lauren Hill, Usher, Ludacris, Little John, John B., all the G's from the 2000s. Wow. Yeah. Over 30 acts. So Man. It's crazy, bro. Is your nickname Mr. Decade? Because <laughs> you hit the whole decade for a full event where it's yeah. like the family has to come. Yeah. That's it's like grandma, mom and dad, grandkids, aunties, nieces. Everybody <laughs> got to come to this because it's, it's a touch of everything. Those were always the intentions, bro, is making a place where the family can come and feel safe and have fun and say, look, look, you know, this is what mama grew up on and this is what grandma grew up on. And they just vibe together. It's a vibe. Man, you have universal talent when it comes to booking things. You know, I see a lot. I mean, you've seen the movie Janky Promoters. Of course. It's real out there. <laughs> like, I live in a place called Bakersfield right now. I'm from right. L.A. But right. I've been out there for 10 years. And honestly, Janky Promoters is just as real in Modesto as it is out there. And right. it just, it sucks because you don't get quality acts. You yeah. don't get establishments that, that really take care of their patrons. It's just, mm-hmm. it sucks being a outsider spending money. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. And I asked Ice Cube about that. I, I had a show with him in Hawaii about maybe a month ago, two months ago. And I asked, like, oh, who wrote that movie, bro? Because someone had to have known, you know, and he goes, Bobby, I did. Dealing with all the janky promoters that used to book us when we were NWA and then Cube. And uh. he goes, I wrote it. I wrote it from start to finish. I said, man, that movie was too good as a promoter. I think we've all been a janky promoter at one time or another. <laughs> so it was real, bro. But yeah, wow. Cube actually wrote that from start to finish. Wow, wow, wow. Yes, he sir. had to take Jeezy to be in the movie to represent him. Yeah, bro, it was crazy, <laughs> man. Jeezy had a blast, he said. He said they, they couldn't stop laughing at different scenes because of Mike Epps. You know, oh, he right. would just have them rolling because he was doing a lot of ad libs. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, that's his, that's his personality. Uh huh. So it's all good. You know, I got every episode, I have a quote and. I'm going to go ahead and hit you with it. You give me your feedback. Whatever comes to your mind. Sure. You ain't going to hurt my feelings. Okay. Success is never owned. It is rented. And the rent is due every day. Rory Baden. Well, that's true, bro. I mean, you know, if if you don't work for, for everything, bro, success ain't going to come. You know, especially if you're, if you're willing to take an L and, and not learn from it. Like, I've taken so many losses and so many heartbreaks that I just kept going. And that's why we're barely starting to get a sense of mastery with this. And success is coming with it. Right. I mean, Snoop Dogg was in line. He said it'd take a cost to be the boss. Exactly, bro. And, you know, thank God he's my partner and he's been coaching me. And I coach him because, you know, he's learning how to be a promoter. And he's learning how to do, be a booking agent. And, you know, he's teaching me how to be in this game that's really heartbreaking and, and backstabbing and all that. And that. And, but he goes, Bobby, you got the number one dude in your corner. So it's a good feeling. You know, there's something important there. It's like when you have a partnership with people and you do this business, it's important to be able to communicate and not just feed off of one end it's important to give information back and forth and build a relationship right if there's one thing i can attest to that all my interviews and what i've encountered is that building relationships really separates you from other people right because you know that common ground goes a long way well that that's that's the thing bro is that we're not the reason why snoop dogg you know decided to really really make me a part of his of his life and of his partnership is because i'm a face he doesn't just he's not looking at some blank person behind a computer and a desk you know, I'm right there, boots on the ground with him. When we do these shows, I'm with him. When I create these shows, I ask him, what do you think about Zap with Teddy Pendergrass? Or what do you think about, you know, Zap with, 
And he'll tell me, he goes, now that won't work. By the way, that dude's dead. Or this, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, gotcha, never <laughs> update, mind. Update. Yeah, yeah. So, but he'll tell me, though. You know, and, and, and he's got a hand just like I do in all these lineups that we create. So, so you know, every person I've, I've learned to ask this question is rather important. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a moment in our lives where when we're in this industry, it's a moment where either the game chooses you or you choose the game or it's a little bit of both. Right. And so I got to ask you, did the game choose you or you chose the game? Well, the game chose me because I, I fell into it with my dad. Um, he was a promoter before I was. He owned nightclubs um, doing his thing. And I just fell into it because I saw, you know, just how much how much he loved it. And I said, man, if I could even be half as good as him, I'm going to be good. So, you know, kind of chose me because I was 11 years old inside my dad's nightclub running around and, and being his assistant. You know, it's interesting because a lot of people, you know, they have their children, they're in these industries, and a lot of their children don't follow their parents' footsteps. They don't find the same passion and love. So it's nice to hear that, that you took the same passion your dad did so that, you know, you embraced it. Yeah. And then you're humble about it. You're yeah. like, if you're half as good as he is. Yeah. I mean... No, I was obsessed with him, bro. You know what I mean? In the <laughs> sense that, you know, he, all these artists that I booked, like Lisa Lisa, Stevie B, I met them when I was, you know, that young. And it's just, a cra- it's crazy now. I manage Lisa Lisa. I manage certain, you know, these artists, bro. Like, growing up in Bone Thugs and Heart, my pops would send me to the first powerhouse. Now I'm their manager. Now I'm their booking agent. So it's like, wow. You know, funny story about Bone Thugs. Mm-hmm. I met them when I was 10 years old. My older brother, he lived in a Valley Village. He used to grow wheat. Yeah. And so one day he bumped into him at a, a at a gas station. My brother was smoking, and mm-hmm. the next thing I know, my brother's selling weed to Bone Thugs, and <laughs> I learned that they lived off of Colfax. And <laughs> That's right, bro. I mean, I mean, they were one of the first groups to really promote marijuana as far as hip-hop. You know, like, they were like, you can't, from the beginning, bro, they've always been about marijuana, you know? And they've all branched into different facets of the business, and, and they're making money off of it now, which I think they're, they, they totally deserve it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. The game owes them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, how long you been in the game? I'm 41, so 31 years. <laughs> man, I want to say this the right way. This man doesn't look 41, guys. Right. Like, you know, you guys are just hearing the audio. You guys got to demand the visual, right. so you know what I'm saying? But, bro, looks like he about 30, yeah. 28. You look yeah. younger than me right now. <laughs> That's funny, bro. Thank you. No, it's all love, man. So, where did the concept Bobby D Presents come from? Because, you know... Well, it's, it's a trademark, bro. Yeah. When you see that, you see big names. It's right. like it's 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 like a phenomenon. You know what? <laughs> all, all it is is my dad's name. I'm Bobby Jr. He's Bobby D. And what happened was, I was telling you earlier off the off the off the mic is that I'm half German and half Mexican. So it's like our last name is Driesland. So when people say what, people got I, my dad got tired of people saying what, especially like <laughs> you know the, the Latin artists we do it. He goes just D. Things Bobby D. And it stuck. You know, he was like, oh, that sounds cool. So when people meet me, they're like. Bobby, I expected you to be different. Like, I'm like, well, like how? They go, I just expected you to look different. I'm like, all right, cool, you know? So I don't know what the hell that means, but that's we we, we kept Bobby D, and it just became Bobby D Presents over the years. And uh, But it's always an homage to my dad. It's organic. Yeah, it's cool. Because, you know, it's, it's, it's grass-rooted. It was yeah. like, I'm not going to go search for this. I'm not looking for a billboard or yeah. a bumper sticker to uh-huh. make my name. <laughs> it came from... That was it, brother. From the roots. Came from Pops, yeah. So I've noticed that, you know, or anybody can see if they look you up, you know, you're a part of big concerts, mm-hmm. you know, what, what is something that where you're on the side and you're like, you know, that that's the reason why I booked them. What's something that makes you like, oh shit, like, damn, damn. Now I see why they are timeless in this era of music. Well, the biggest one is Keith Sweat, bro. Like, like you'll be surprised. I've been doing shows with Keith since I was 17 and to see his... His longevity 
in this business is amazing because I, I do I got five shows with him right now currently running in the market they're all sold out wow and I'm telling you this dude makes me so much money and I make him so much money but aside from that he gives the fans an experience every time people think oh can you sweat again but they sell out every time we just had 7,000 people to Microsoft and, and him and I are on a family relationship you know what I mean but he's one of the ones that's impressed me because growing up as a kid I got so much booty because of him and now it's like <laughs> I'm getting so much cash because of him you know what I mean and I say this humbly you know what I mean like he uh, just, he just win, he's, win. A, he's a good return on the money you know what I mean that's so, the biggest thing about people forgetting this business is the return of investment right exactly they just think that it's all glitter and glamour I booked my favorite artists mm-hmm. and then yeah. here we go I've done that I've done that though bro like you, 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 you book an artist when you know damn real well you ain't gonna make the money back but at least you could say, man, I did that, you know? Like with Morrissey, he was one of my, my, my idols. I'm gonna make money, but it was like, we paid him a lot, a lot, you know? And he was talking in his English voice, oh, that's not enough money for you, mate, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, <laughs> here it is. So he took it and, and we'll, we'll see him on May 2nd, you know? So we got one. Give me two more of you, I would say top three performers of all time that you're like, you know, you know I who would was stop dope? what I'm doing and go see him. You know who was dope? And, and, and we have him coming up in May 9th is Sean Paul. Sean Paul's cool as hell, bro. Like, he's from Jamaica, legit. <laughs> Speaks Spanish. You know, a lot of people don't know. If you listen to his Duddy Rock album, he's got two songs in Spanish. Um, educated as hell. Skateboarder. Like, he, uh, we were in Rosarito for a whole weekend together. And, uh, cause I did a whole tour with him. And he's just one of the coolest, most laid back dudes on earth, bro. Big pot smoker. You know what I mean? But the way he treats people, I mean, he's a good looking dude, bro. He could be a dick and a diva. I'm sorry, a, a, a jerk and a diva with people. But he's just a really nice dude. You know, yeah, and, and, and I was doing 10,000 people with him. You know what I mean? 15,000 people. So he was another return on the investment. You know, you know? funny story. When I was in high school, I used to get my hair braided. Like, yeah. In the yeah, 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 yeah. So my nickname in high school was Sean Paul. There you go. <laughs> so, you know, they used to always say that, just give me the line. Yeah, he was so. dope. It <laughs> continues to be, bro, for sure. So, you know? no, it's funny right now. Cause you, and then who's number three? You got Sean Paul. Snoop Dogg. Snoop. Yeah, Snoop's the best, bro, because yeah. he is such a musical genius, bro. Like, that's one thing him and I share in common is that I have a jukebox in my head. That's why all my shows, I'll go from reggaeton to oldies to old school hip-hop, old school R&B, and then I'll do some, you know, shit with, like, you know, Limp Biscuit, corn. you know what I mean? Like, we're doing that kind of stuff. So that's the same thing Snoop does. Like, he brings all these elements. Like, in his in his backstage, bro, you don't see women, but well, you see women, but you don't see all that, that crazy groupie stuff. You just see him DJing before he goes on to play. He puts on a show for all the people backstage. It's crazy, bro. The man is just a natural performer. He'll be walking and just start rapping. You know, like, you can't help music coming out of his pores. You know, it's crazy. No, I can, you could tell that he loves music. It's passion behind him. Mm-hmm. And it's not just because he's still rapping and getting features. It's just mm-hmm. because you, it's just, or like I said, that word organic. A lot yeah, of people no, get right. it misconstrued. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean, bro. Because like I said, we'll be in the van, head into a show, and he'll just start bebopping, or he'll start singing gospel. He'll start singing, you know, Marvin Gaye. Um, he's got a beautiful voice. A lot of people don't Man. know that he's got a voice. Aside from talking like this. Yeah, <laughs> he, uh, he has a musical voice, bro, like where he can sing tenor. You know, a uh, 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 bass, baritone, all that. So he, he's he's got some, some heat. Wow. Yeah, so I would say not he's number one actually, because again, I've seen him play the piano. I've heard him, you know, play the bass. Blah blah blah. He just has music in his heart. Now I've seen Snoop Dogg a few times. I would definitely take my hat off to that yeah, stage because yeah. he 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 knows how to embody it. Yeah. I've never heard anybody booing him. Yeah. You know what no. I'm saying? And, and, and a lot of performers, bro, they have what they call you know levels of the show. Meaning an A show, a B show, a C show, depending on how they feel, or, or depending on how the janky promoter, you know, treated them. With him, if you pay him his money, bro, he ain't gonna give nothing but an A show. You know what I mean? And, he's, and he tells me that all the time. He goes, Bobby, I give my heart and soul up here. That's why I'm so dead after. All I want to do is get to the room and go play Madden. 
So he does. <laughs> he smokes a big fat blunt. I actually don't smoke blunt. He smokes Blackwoods, but um, he just goes to his room and plays Madden. Bobby, give me a cheeseburger later. I'm cool. You know what I mean? That's it. You know what I mean? He's cool. Uh-huh. No groupie stuff, bro. He's married. And um, I could I could testify that he's really at the in his room playing PlayStation with a headset on. You know, or mad. I don't know what the hell they call it. You yeah, know? no, but, no, no. I could see it though, cause you know he he also his other passion is football. Yeah, yeah. So, no, a lot of philanthropy, bro. He, totally he gets back. It. Yeah, and all that stuff, bro. Just so you know, is all uh, on, on his dime. You know what I mean? He pays for everything. You don't have nobody donating. It's all him. It's all passion. Yeah. yeah. So I gotta ask this. Tell me. Tell us one thing about the music industry or the entertainment game, really, because you know you're on the road and people got fucked up. <laughs> well. It's kind of like what you said, bro, the glitz and glam. Like, a lot of people think it's glitz and glam. It's not. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of backstabbing. It's a lot of, you know, people just don't want to see you come up. You know what I mean? And you got heavy competition, bro. And unfortunately, the way it is now, it's kind of dominated by two big companies. I'll, I'll, I'll leave their name out. Yeah, Because, you know, don't need to, but they're motherfuckers, bro. Like, if they just don't want to see a person like me come up. And that, you know, that snoops in my back, you know, back, back, uh, background. It's like they hate it even more. So they're trying to hurt us, but they work with us. You know, I mean, it's crazy. Like, they got the knife behind their back, but they're also producing shows with us. They, they got can't, the, if you can't beat them, join them. They have to. While they steal or stab them. And I know it kills them. I know it kills them, bro, because, again, they can't deny us. You know, there's certain artists that we have that they can't get because who we are. And uh, they're just like, well, can we work with you? I'm like, yeah, I know you hate this, but and I'm cool. <laughs> me personally, bro, I'm cool. If you want to get money with me, let's do it. But you could just tell the general attitude is just like, man, I hate being with this guy, you know? And I'm always, I'm always cool. They just have a certain, they want everything type attitude you know what I mean like why is this guy here you know uh, and they don't understand it that that you've already done this exactly and I tell decades, them all the time I, I, I've learned it out I've said man I've been doing this a long time before you guys where well, you guys were getting your degrees and being little nerds because they don't they don't have a feel for their soul and the heart and soul of the music a lot of the old buyers from like Live Nation AEG they're all dying off those were the ones who were legit like you know you buy your father those days when you knew music because you knew music now it's just like it's all stats so these kids are getting degrees and learning how to put stats together. Oh yeah, that'll work. That sounds good. Instead of knowing heart and soul, what you know, what people listen to, you know. So it's just crazy. You know, as the tech era continues to take over, what do you feel like is something that that they should bring back from history? Is it like the vinyls? Is it the CDs? Is it more of like the the block parties? Like, what's something that you feel they should bring back? I like to say the CDs, bro. But I remember like now that I do have mp3s and I know how to use it or what do they call it you know where you have it in your phone with streaming Spotify. yeah streaming man I used to love opening the CD smelling it looking at the notes inside the but pictures. also yeah the pictures uh, you know who's thanking I wanted to know but now it's like man I also remember all the clutter it had <laughs> you know right. what I mean like oh that was drama bro like having 50 CDs in there blah 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 I remember when I used to go steal the CDs my mom found them and she's like what the fuck you know there was 100 stolen CDs are from Tower and uh she goes, all you had to do is ask me. I go, no, you couldn't keep up with what I wanted. <laughs> you know, it's funny because my parents, they repossessed cars when I was growing up. Yeah. Like my stepdad and my mom. And so every time they repossessed a car, I'd go through the stack of CDs because yeah. the majority of yeah. people had a big old binder like, <laughs> collecting you, cards. Right, right. And I'd go through them and I'd take out my favorites. Yeah, of like, course, of course. Shoot, they have 30 days. They're yeah. not going to notice this missing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're being honest, but I love that because, again, you know, those one of the things I, met, I, 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 I wish... My son, my daughter could experience opening that CD, you know, shit, putting in the car player or, or whatever, but they don't have that no more. You know what I mean? That's one thing I wish because it would make me nervous to go to a record store and go get it. Whether I was stealing it or not, it was just cool running back to the house and playing it was like, the kids will never know that again. 
So do you think it's going to be more like a vintage thing in the future? Yeah. I mean, look, if you go to uh, Target or, or Walmart, you'll find those jukeboxes that play MP3s, records. That's cool. Right. But again, it's just little by little, it's dying out. You know what I mean? Like Bumpbox, my boy Trey the Truth, he's one of my artists that I manage. He um, has Bumpbox that looks like an old ghetto blaster. Um, but it's like at the end of the day where the kids are still like, what is that? You know what I mean? They're still afraid of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> So. And that's the thing When you introduce things Too ahead of time It becomes like Put on the back burner And then you start to like Think about it And someone else Have their own rendition Or their own prototype I'm telling you I'm telling you bro. And you know It's the American way They take in and adapt And hey You didn't market this right And they did And <laughs> it's like fuck I'm telling you bro Yeah so what's the difference between the music game and, and you know, the, the streets, you know? Because at the end of the day, a lot of the people get it messed up, really, yeah. about how the game works when it comes to coming off the streets and, and working in onto the stage mm-hmm. or coming to meetings or coming to to interviews, like, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, if you're in hip-hop, the streets and, and, and business all tie in together. You know, when these artists get to a certain level, then it becomes, like, thrown different level. Like Kendrick Lamar, he don't got to worry about the streets anymore. He, he should because you know if you stop tapping in when you go to a city you can get those foods that just start to call you on it but, but in the beginning bro like you gotta remember bro that you're only people are buying your albums or streaming them because you're from the streets right you know you right. created that stigma so don't forget about where you came from like Nipsey Hussle was the best uh, representation I mean he lived and died Crenshaw you know what I mean literally you know what I mean and he never forgot where he was from and that's why the, the, that's why we loved him you know a right. lot of people didn't know about him until he passed away, but so what? You know, like, expose him now, cool, he, he made great music. Uh, but he was a perfect example of never forgetting that he was from the streets and kept his money in the streets. You right. know what I mean? All money in was for real. <laughs> yeah, exactly, bro, exactly. He lived by the gun, you know, died by the gun, so. Yeah, no, it's, it's a sad topic to bring him up. It really is, but yeah. we, had, we had him on two shows last year, or when he passed away, I'm sorry, and uh, on LBC and, and in San Jose, Kings of the West. He was, a, you know, he had made that title. Uh, Kings of the West, which I always have for like Snoop, Q, Too Short, E40, and we blessed him and we said, You're a king. And then he unfortunately passed away. Man, it's, it's, it is well, what it is. Trust right? me, brother, we were two weeks away from that show and he passed away. Right, yeah. right. So it's like, man. No, them shows sell out really fast, oh, yeah. so trust me. You sold on 10 minutes? Yeah, no. I, my wife and I have tried to get tickets before. <laughs> oh, you got the plug now, so you're good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that was on record. It's yes, on sir. wax. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. <laughs> So, what does success mean to you? A lot. That's one word. Like, I feel like success, sacrifice are like two S words that people just have it completely messed up. Right. And, you know, so I always like to ask my guests either which one. And I feel like for you, success is something that, that's in your blueprint. Right. A lot of the things you touch, they just don't become a, 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 a cloud or mm-hmm. smoke. Right. They become foundations. They become something that people look forward to. Yeah, I, I learned a lot from my dad's failures and his successes, bro. It's like, you know, I learned what he was doing wrong. He got frustrated with the business because of the two companies I mentioned. Um, you know, they started to push him out, and he didn't really have the energy or the time anymore. Um, not so much the time, but the energy. You know, he was getting discouraged, and I, that's why I came in. I'm like, I got all the energy in the world. Let's do this. So <laughs> success came because I seen a lot of his failures, and I was able to, to, to capitalize on it. And then I started looking at what the big company was doing. I'm like, you guys are forgetting what the people want. If it's not Taylor Swift, this and that, you guys, your shows are, 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 no one shows up. So I was doing the shows, I said, wait, I know what people want. I think I know what they want. And then, boom, it came out, yeah, I, I, I had a clue. You know what I mean? But the success, bro, is for me, is just being able to take care of my family. That's it. Mm. That's it, brother. That's it. I take care of my mom and dad. So. 
though. Uh, mm-hmm. See, that right there is is levels and levels to this game. Yeah. That people forget. You know, it's in the Bible. <laughs> yeah, you have to, bro. And like I said, I, I I seen them struggle, bro. My pops did everything he had to do, literally. You know, to to make sure we were cool. And my mom was just a loyal wife, and she worked at Kaiser to make sure he had benefits in case anything had happened to him. Because you know, I think you can kind of go see where I'm going with that. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? And then when he got in the entertainment business when we were kids, it was just like, cool. He was just naturally a person people gravitated towards. He had Mary Wells before she passed away. The point that like big names, bro. You know what I mean? New uh, kids on the block. Wow. Yeah, we had them literally when um, when they first became before they became famous. Marky Mark was there. He was acting. He was the the, the, the security. He was only 15, wow. but he was acting like he was security already. You know what I mean? He was a buff, buff little ripped up dude. You know. And uh, they came there. We took them to In and Out. They had never had that before, and it was just cool, man. You know, it's so funny you brought up In and Out because you know Wahlberg. Yeah, uh, uh, we, honestly, we really like to think because I'm, I'm telling you, bro. Literally, Marky and Donnie, they literally were like going crazy with the food. And I remember because I was there. I just remember that they ordered about seven, you know, In and Out uh, uh, double doubles, whatever it was, and they were just like they couldn't stop talking about In and Out. <laughs> and now look what they did. They got the Walberger Corporation. You know what I mean? So maybe we touched them. I don't know, bro. But they were like really blown away by it. <laughs> yeah, no. I also heard you behind, uh, your father was behind EZ. Yeah, yeah. He was one of the first ones to have him there um, at the club. And um, it was either Uncle Jam's Army or my dad. You know, because we were the ones that broke, you know, Mellow Manese, Cypress Hill, uh, EZ. Wow. Yeah, man. So not a lot of places wanted to host them. <laughs> wow. They were scared. I got goosebumps hearing those names. Yeah, That's incredible. Mm-hmm. That's history. Like yeah. people don't understand. See, I'm a, a nut for history. Yeah. Like, cause it, it people don't understand that history repeats itself. Exactly. And then if you pay attention to the formulas and the blueprints, you can find your own way to be a part of history. Right. And so it's like, yeah, here I am today. You know you what gotta, I mean? You gotta put, <laughs> but you got to just put yourself in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's important. A lot of people don't put themselves first. Exactly. And I always say, scared money don't make money. You got to get on there. Say that shit all the time. Scared money will never (laughs) make any money. That's it, brother. So let me ask you this. You know, you do a lot of the decades. How do you feel about this decade's music? Well, I would say the last 2010s. It's been cool. I mean, look, a lot of people were saying it was mumble rap, this and that. And then the the ones who found themselves mumbling, mumbled themselves out. Um, Right. But music is good, bro. It's just... We're never going to get back to that sound that we had because anybody can be a rapper now in the sense that you go into a studio and, you know, I'm sure you have, I've seen you tinkering with all these things. You could probably make someone sound sound right. And that's the only unfortunate thing, but there's good music. Music's music, bro. At the end of the day, like, they didn't have that technology back then. Can you imagine if Dre had what he had now? Like, you know, <laughs> and, and I remember he, me, him, and Snoop talking, he's like, man, probably everybody could do what I did back then. You know, it's crazy, like. You got kids that can make my beats now. And I was like driving myself crazy trying to make these things. You know? Right. It's simple. Technology. Yeah. I mean, look, a little kid on an iPad can start making beats now. A little six-year-old. Right. I'm right. serious, bro. I've seen it. You know? So, but no, it, it was cool. what? A few years ago, Swiss Beats' son that's like five years old made yeah. a beat and it got on Kendrick's yeah. unknown album. I'm telling you. You know what bro. I mean? Like, yeah. and, but I'm not knocking it, though. Like I said. Not at you all. Know, I, I like all the little TJs and the little... Nabs and all it's cool bro it's good music you know i bump it and you know, i respect it and the melodies I, and I i'm not gonna lie melodies are dope right now because yeah. it, it gives a little bit of soulful feeling from like the 70s and 80s right. how they're trying to really carry right. their voices yep and so that part i could appreciate mm-hmm. but it's this other shit i'd be like what are you guys some of it bro with, with, with the ones that are really heavy drug based you know i mean those are kind of like man what the Insane, I mean, and it's just like kind of a bad influence on the kids, which I never really liked, but I'm not knocking it either. I mean, there's a market for everything, you know. Unfortunately, a lot of these kids see like little Zan and little Peep and all them, you know, who passed away. 
and they follow those steps thinking they got to take lean and you know blah 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 I'm like, man that's the only bad thing is that these kids are so susceptible to what they hear and see that they want to do it not realizing there's a consequence you know like I heard my little 11 year old daughter singing a Saweetie song you know that 8 inches is what I like you know I'm like do you, do you have an idea what she's talking about Mia? no I don't I just I don't I don't know I'm like mm, good good and you won't know <laughs> right right. You know I mean? but it's like crazy you hear all these little kids in this the cheer competition uh 10,000 kids singing that song I'm like man oh my god you guys have no clue what you're really singing you know what I mean so you know I, you brought up your daughter you're a dedicated dad yeah. like anybody that's in this industry that has a kid and mm-hmm. acknowledge them at any point that's something I like I yeah. appreciate that yeah, means you're brother. a dedicated father yeah I love being a dad and bro. you know I like to give roses to the fathers that are out there really yeah, doing sure. it yeah. and so let me ask you how do you balance between it how do you keep on the, the I'm pretty sure you work 12 hour days sometimes no it's true and you're on the road, like, how do you balance? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm a single dad. It's me and my son, he's 21, and then my daughter's 11. I had to take her to school, and I had just got home, like, around midnight from here. And then I went to sleep around 3, and I had to be up at 6 to get her there by 7. So it's, it's hard, bro. But you just got to do it. You know, the, the, the reward is seeing her grow up and be a beautiful little girl and being respectful and people complimenting you on her. And that's my, that's my reward, bro. And then just for calling me daddy. Man, cool. that alone, bro. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> cool. It was weird when I had my first kid. Like, my son, I only have two. Yeah. But, like, you know, it was like, man. So, what am I supposed to have him call me? Cause like, I didn't have a father. So, right. it's like, what am I supposed to have him call right. me? Right. Am I supposed to say dad or I teach him to say pops? So, right, like, right, what right. The fuck? Yeah. So you know, it's cool. And then when you said that right now, it took me back to that same yeah. feeling of like, you know, that's what I was looking for. Yeah. So when I, they say dad. And, and you know what's so funny is that me and my dad are so close. Like, I have two brothers that I have. I don't call him dad. He calls me Fresh. That was my nickname growing up as a little, as a little kid, and my name for him is Champ. So like people trip out like you would think for the daddy, but no, I never called him that. You know, my brothers call him dad, but I've never called him dad. It's his Champ. relationship. Yeah, you know, I had weird ass little names from when I was a baby, but now it's Champ. It's cracking Champ. Not much Fresh. What's up? You know, and people are like. Are they even related? <laughs> they're, they're like homies. But you know, yeah. that's priceless right there. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm sorry, bro, that you know you didn't have that experience because I know your pops passed away when he was young, but, you know, uh-huh. and, 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 and look, bro, like, you can't knock him for that. He passed away. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. a lot of dads that just chose not to be a part of their lives. You know what I mean? And that's a travesty, bro. So it's like, I, I no matter what, bro, I don't care how much I grind, work, I'll bring my kids with me. You know what I mean? And, and you know hopefully they'll, they'll get a, a bite for this business you know what I mean and that's so. the real secret to the sauce you invite your kids to it you make that's it and see I realized something else they were talking about it I said it earlier mm-hmm. you make it a family environment so that your kids can come exactly. you don't make it where it's mm-hmm. just yeah. <laughs> the most outrageous experience you yeah. know what I mean <laughs> and that's why like with LBC I had to put Blueface in there because my daughter wanted them you know what I mean uh-huh. and that was it bro so it's like I got Lisa Lisa DMX Zap she don't know any of them but when you go between Blueface or you know, King Little G, she's like, now I'm with it. You know what I mean? I won't uh, be there. You know, so I had to do that for her. <laughs> and I ask her and my son, I go, who do you want to see? And they'll tell me. You know, they'll say all the new hot artists. I'm like, Sean I Mafia is coming to the next one we got. And they're dope, bro. Yeah, you know no, I, mean? I like them. Yeah, oh, Jeezy's voice, man. He's going to be one of the legends. Like, you know, Jada Kiss or you know, with that smooth Snoop, you know, with that voice. It's like, like Nate Yeah. Yeah, they got that voice. And you always remember. You know, and you can hear it right away. Okay, that's that's Jeezy. Signature. It. Yeah, that's it, bro. So, when was the last time you were pulled over? And before you look at me like, why are you asking me this? It's, you know, a lot of us are still standing and breathing. We're still free, or we may have sat down and got out, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, you know, it's important that my listeners, I do have some young listeners, sure. and 
they don't get the guidance. Like, I grew up without a father. I had to learn the hard way when I got pulled over on what not to do, what to do. Right. And then, so, you know, I asked my guests when they're pulled over. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, try to take away something from it so my guests get to say, you know, he's still standing here. He's yeah. still, it's not an excuse. Right. Well, to be honest with you, I got pulled over. I was on my phone. And I'm in the Lamborghini. And I'm swerving all over the road. I didn't, you know. And then this, a sheriff pulled me over on the freeway. And... All right, I waved at him. All right, cool, I'll pull over. And then he just starts being a dick with me. I put my hands on the steering wheel, boom, 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 and the way things you're supposed to do so that they're not in fear for their lives, you know, boom, right. boom, And I just knew he had a chip on his shoulder. And I said, hey, I, I, I'm sorry. He goes, do you know why I pulled you over? I says, because of my phone. You know, I was, I'm, I'm lost. I'm, I, I took a left. And it, I was being honest. Uh, I was looking at my GPS. And he goes, no, you're on the phone. I said, bro, I'm not going to argue with you. And then I couldn't find my insurance card. And he was like, oh, rich people problems. I'm like, bro, you know, like, here's my other insurances. He goes, I don't give a shit about that. I'm like, bro, what's your deal? And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to shut up, bro. He goes, yeah. He goes, I think you should. I'm like, all right, my man. The dude was like all of five foot one, you know? And uh, I, Little I, man syndrome. Yeah, but I stayed respectful. I just got my ticket and paid it. And was like, all right, cool. But he pulled me over because of the car, you know? And he goes, uh, he, he said, you out. oh yeah, for sure. And he said, rich people problems. I said, bro, I grew up in the gutter. I don't know what you're talking about. I, mean, I, I, I earned everything I got. So it is what it is. You know? And so, you know, there's important things that you said in there. You stayed, I mean, you did ask questions. You have a right to ask questions. Sure. And I don't know if you know this. I interviewed an attorney and she said that the police are, have a right to lie to you. So they were like, you know, it's pointless to ask them why you even pulled me over. Cause yeah. they could legally lie to you on when they pulled you over. Of course, of course. And they're going to lie to you. You know, it's just one but of those we things. can't lie to them. We can't lie to them. <laughs> so the best thing to do is just shut up. Exactly. You know I mean? Give know me your right. Be respectful. Um, I mean, I've been pulled over a million times, bro. But you asked for the last time, and that was it. I've been pulled over on motorcycles and different scenarios, but that was the worst because it's like, man, I'm trying to show you love, and you're over here being a dick to me. It's like, you know, I'm, there's no conflict here. People are taking pictures and this and that because of the car, and I think you're right. outside. And it's just like, bro, I didn't. I, I worked hard for this car. If it's buggy that bad, cause you're driving that janky old Jeep. You know, cop car Jeep. <laughs> That's from my yeah. phone. You know what I mean? So there was <laughs> there was definitely a little a little a little hate, hateration going on. He had some hatery before he was on break. You know? <laughs> he tried to take it out on you. Uh huh. So one thing that I've been able to realize is that you keep longevity for these artists. Yes. You keep them going. Mm-hmm. It's like you're a rejuvenator, a breath of fresh air to people. Right. And it's, you know, I got to ask what, 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 I don't want to say what the secret is. Cause now I feel like I'm asking for fish baked beans, <laughs> family recipe, right. but you know, what, what's some information that you could shed that, you know, that can encourage people that, that are from the gutter like myself. Yeah. I would just say this, bro. If you believe in something, cause I believed everything I was doing and I got a little bit of knowledge from my dad and then I says you know if this is what I like and I really believe in then go and I went with it you know I believe that working with seven artists instead of just one I'm like man if if you want to get people's dollar hard-earned dollar give them more than just one artist so I went there and gave them seven six you know eight and then I threw BBD along with Lisa Lisa they're like wait that's not supposed to be right but it's perfect for that age range you know what I mean they're like, man, that makes sense. When am I going to see these two juggernauts together? You know what I mean? Never. And then I started doing Arrested Development. I started pulling out Vanilla Ice. And, you know, like me and Vanilla, bro, like I rejuvenated his career. He'll tell you. He said it before in an interview. Um, brought him back and started touring again. You know, he already had money. So don't get me wrong because he's a real estate uh, uh, construction guy. But as far as touring, brought him back from the grave, bro. And he was like, Bobby, I love it, bro. You know, his name's Bobby, too. Robert. Robert Van Winkle. Uh. Um, but, you know, just you got to give people what you believe in. And if it don't work, then you go back to the drawing board and say, all right, that didn't work. <laughs> you know, I'm happy you brought that up because what is negotiation like? 
with artists. Yeah, because I mean, if you're trying to get them off the couch and they're settled mm-hmm. in their mind and you recognize that there's a demand, it's, yeah. you know, uh, I've always been told uh, uh, Frankie Beverly in the maze will sell out like crazy, just yeah. them. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, what what's the mo- what are you using as as the, the dollar on the on well, the line? Well, normally, if, 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 if it's like that, bro, you'll test the market, you'll throw a price out there and say, look, if this thing works, I'll give you 10 other shows that'll be at this much. Now, if it doesn't work, then go back to your construction job, <laughs> which he's doing really well. And I'm being funny, but, you know, he's a millionaire because of his thing. And he has his own TV show and it does great. But I was able to get his bag up, you know, just like with Warren G. Snoop's got a lot more money than he's been working with me. Um, I just said, what do you think you're worth? And then when they tell me, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool. You know, I never negotiate, but I was like, all right, if that's what you feel you're worth, let's do it. I'll just do an assessment. Can I make money from that? And then if I can't, cool, let's do it. And normally the artists are really happy. They know I pay a little bit more, but they know the situation's a lot better, too. Uh-huh. So they have loyalty. When I call, there's no waiting. They're like, oh, let's do it, Bobby. You know? Whereas the other companies, they got to go through a process and contracts and blah, blah, blah. Now I'm just like, let's do it. So, so you cool. do things right. Right. On the old top school of that. That's the old school way. Yeah. You know? A handshake is cool. I don't need a contract, bro. If I know, you know, especially when we eat together. You know, a lot of cases when I go touring with these people, it's like they remember that, man, Bobby, you've been doing this shit for 20 years, man. It's crazy. You, want, you know, top of the ones that know me. And I'm like, a little bit longer than that, but yeah, you know. So <laughs> it's cool, brother. It's cool. Building relationships is everything, bro. Especially in this business. You have to have a personal relationship with the artist and the managers. What keeps you hooked to the job? You know, everyone, you know that old saying of, you know, if you work a day in your life, but if you're happy and it's not really working, I just paraphrase the fuck out of that. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> what keeps me happening is results, bro. Like when you see selling out these shows and then you start to say, wait a minute, if I did it for this genre, let me go after Banda. Let me go after and see if I could do it. And it's been hitting. You know what I mean? Uh, so it's like, cool. You know, I, bro, I'm very competitive. That's one thing, you know, that's one thing that I'm very competitive. So every episode, I do a Trading Places segment. I don't know if you ever seen Trading Places with Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy. It's a <laughs> yeah. legendary movie. Of course. Sometimes I show my age, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, so I do a Trading Places segment, and we go ahead and analyze it. What would life be like if these two people really swap lives? Mm-hmm. And then we talk about it. Sometimes sure. it goes to like movie concepts. Mm-hmm. Other times it just is like, what the fuck? Right, right. I got you. <laughs> so today I have Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. And Barack Obama trading lives, okay. trading places. Right. How would life be with Robert Downey Jr. now president? Grew up in Chicago, the struggle senator, you know, change. And then we got uh, Barack Obama now. You know, he he beat the murder charge, and, uh-huh. and now he's Iron Man. And yeah. He's one of the highest paid actors ever. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like like first of all, our com- our, our president be a lot looser you know because Robert Downey Jr. bro he was a cokehead he did prison time you know he was a G and he is a G bro Barack Obama bro he was like he don't like to talk about it but he was a pothead you know he was a hippie um so in a way they're kind of similar if you really think about it like probably run the same just Robert Downey Jr.'s got balls bro you know what I mean like he's a G bro I'm telling you like he was in Corcoran prison for like about what a year or two maybe more you know so I don't know bro I think it would just be a lot looser I think people would be happy in I mean, I think people would be a lot happier. That's all. I mean, and Brock would make good movies, just a little more serious. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they're both good people, bro. Like, I mean, we would be... have a black superhero way That's sooner. it, brother. That's it. You know what I mean? That's it. Brock looks like a superhero, bro. It's all good. Yeah, you know? for real. But yeah. now I make him Iron Man? Yeah. He's on some Black Bruce Wayne shit. You know what I mean? He's dope. 
So what what's something that you feel that you want to accomplish before you retire, sit back, enjoy life, make like you know what's what's your ultimate end game goal? You know, bro, to, just to leave a mark on this industry that you know if you're not part of the big wheel, the big company, that you can still do it. You know, if I can inspire other people like myself to do it, my son maybe, um, then I'll be then I'll feel like I, I did something right. You know, because right now I'm just grinding and I don't have time to sit back and enjoy all the things that come with this, um, I'm working too much. So, But again, if I could inspire another Bobby D to do it the way my dad did for me, then, then shit, I did something cool. Because I know my dad feels you know, pretty happy about what we're doing. You got any questions for me? Yeah, bro. Nah, I'm just chilling, loving your vibe, bro. You got that Post Malone vibe, you know what I mean? I'm feeling like, comfortable with you, you know what I mean? No, that's real. Yeah, I appreciate that, bro. But no, as far as that, just, I can't wait to hear this later on. And, and you know, thank you for, for allowing me to be on your show. Oh man, are you kidding me? It's more of an honor. You being <laughs> kidding me? All good, my brother. So no, long, make a long story short, my co-host is uh, Kev King. Right now, he's at the radio station. Works okay. for he works for uh, ninety-four point one. Gonna give out all the information yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. that. But uh, he's interviewing an artist that signed to Snoop. Okay. And so as we we're talking about it, uh, I was tricks? like, Yeah, tricks. Yeah, tricks. My boy. So tricks, you know, he's pushing the single, and we, I saw the song, and he was like, Man, so we're gonna interview tricks tomorrow, and I'm like, You know. I got Bobby D's publicist hit me back. Yeah, yeah. I gotta go see Bobby D. <laughs> you gotta do the Trey's interview without me. Yeah. I gotta be here. So. Trey's is cool. He's a, he's a, he's gonna be a big star, bro. I mean, that dude looks like a bodybuilder. You know, and he's got flow like like you know like the up and coming star. He has melodies. Yeah, he does. And melodies. I'm 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 hooked to the melodies. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, he's got girls, girls, and you know he's and the women love him, bro. He rips that shirt off, man. I, he makes me feel fat whenever I see him, bro. I just like I go the other way when he has his shirt off. I'm like, all right, I'm out of here, guys. I'm gonna head out. <laughs> That's my cue. <laughs> I'm gonna head out. You know, he's, he's gonna be a big star for sure. Your favorite decade of music? Eighties. Eighties. Yeah, movies. Music. It would just seem like it was just so cool back then, bro. I mean, I grew up in it, but it was just like looking back at all the movies, the Robert Downey Jr. movies when he was in. Everything he did was just so fun, bro. Like it didn't seem so serious. You know what I mean? People talked and people had fun, and there was no cell phones. It's just like I miss the '80s, bro. No, that's real. You know what I mean? For sure. People don't even know how to communicate these days. They don't, bro. Going on a date's so awkward. And, you know, I own a couple restaurants and I put TVs up because it's like people need eye candy. They're afraid of human interaction now. You know what I mean? Right. But I'm guilty of it because I'm always on that phone. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm handcuffed to that phone. But, and people know that, you know, I used to look at videos of Diddy when he's always on his phone back in the days. I'm like, look at this dude being all Hollywood. But now I'm being the the guy they're accusing me of. You know, and I'm like, no, you guys don't get it. Now I get Diddy's plight. You know what I mean? He wasn't trying to be the man he was legitly calling shots <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah so that's it brother but like, i miss the 80s you know that was a cool time oh, no that 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 was an air yeah that was an air where flawed became a max income mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but, i mean the kids will never really understand bro that mtv at one time really played videos it was there was no such thing as a reality tv show it was all michael jackson madonna def leppard you know, not Snoop yet, but you know, uh, NWA, Easy E would be on there. And it was just cool. You know, I mean, it was a WWF back then. That's it, brother. It, and it wasn't WWE, it was WWF. You know what I mean? Yeah. You hit it right on the head, bro. You know what I mean? So I, I mean, the storyline back then with those stuff. I mean, that's what you thought it was real. Oh, you, 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 you thought it was real. I still think it's real. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's all good. You know what I mean? But yeah, the 80s was, was on point, bro, for sure. Man, you know, I'm going to go ahead and close out. Anything that you're most excited for this year? Is something you want to lay out? I'm really excited about this Morrissey Festival, bro. It's like, it's called Cruel World. It's got Morrissey, Devo, Blondie, uh, Psychedelic Furs, She Wants Revenge. Everybody you could think of. And I think we're going to do about 50,000 people. 
Wow. Yep. And that's May second at the uh, at the Home Depot Center in Carson. It's called the Dignity Sports Club, but I I, I don't know that name. Yeah, so, no, Home keep it, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Keep it OG. Landmark. Yes, sir. So, because Morrissey's one of my idols, so I can't wait to. I've met him a couple times, uh, but now I'm gonna, uh, now I'm, I'm his employee for the day. I mean, his employer. I'm sorry. You know, but I'll be his employee because I'll be, you know, getting him beer and water and whatever he wants. So I'll be his employee actually. actually. So, what do you do during the shows? Like, are you on the side? Directing? I'm a slave to the artist, and I love it, bro. You know, like I got uh, no shame in the you're game. You're the ambassador. Going. That's it. But no, really, really, I'm a prospect. You know, I'll go go out and get them food, water. Like, there's no shame in the game. And if, if I could give anybody advice, don't be afraid to be a, a slave that day for the uh, for the artist. You know what I mean? Because they'll remember that. They'll remember that you're the boss, but you're out there getting them cokes and you know hot dogs and blah blah blah. Uh, they don't forget it. So and be if you're as long as you're sincere about it, they'll know that they'll, it's coming sincere. So you'll never see me, you know, telling people to go get themselves. No, I'm right there saying it. Hey, you know? No, that's real. Yeah. It's important that you be able to transfer yourself to to do to do what people feel like is beneath them. That's it. And then be able to transition and show that you can do the things on top. It shows ranges and levels to being it, a great person, being a man, really. Yeah, yeah and, and there's some promoters I've worked with in the big companies that have showed me that they are humble like that. You know what I mean? There's other jerks that sit behind a desk acting like God. And I'm like, you're an employee, bro. You're not the boss. Like, stop all that. You know what I mean? So, all good. You need to get in the bed out there. Where can they find you at? Uh, www.bobbydpresents.com or on my IG at bobbydpresents. Okay, you can follow me at DJ Juan Dollars like I want some money. <laughs> it's Contrast Uncut, episode 21. Man, it's a blast. I can't say that enough. Bobby D Presents, everybody. Thank you, my brother. Appreciate Go you Go check out these shows, yes, wherever sir. you at. He's, yes, he's not just out here in California. No, this man gets on the road. He understands. He goes to the money. Mm-hmm. Have you yeah. broke any Guinness World Book or World Records while I'm got you? It's I, coming. They're coming. They're coming. I've heard that, you know, it hasn't been where you do like three festivals on the same day for the same title in three different cities. Yeah, I'm right there. I did two. I know. I actually did seven shows in one day. That has to be a Guinness World Record. Yeah, probably. And, 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 and my staff wanted to kill me. The venue wanted to kill me, but it all worked out. Every show was sold out. And that was last year. So we did it. You know? You There's know a lot what? of phony Bobby D's running around that day. <laughs> if I had more mics, I would drop the mic right now. Right. <laughs> at that moment, everybody, if you ain't if you ain't working like that, I don't want to hear nothing from That's you. Right, shit. You motivated the yeah. hell out of me. Seven shows. It was crazy. All sold out. Yes, sir. What, a quarter million people if you add up all the attendance? Mm, yeah. No, not that many. But I would say probably about maybe collectively about 100,000. You know, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of asses and seats. Man, so, that's yeah. a lot of dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I ain't trying to stay in anyone's pockets, but shit. <laughs> All I could do is smile thinking about them days. That's it, brother. That's it. Hard work pays off. Thank That's you it. again, brother. Thank you, brother. All right.